Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Gather it and go on. Amen. Let's ask God's help in the next little while. Father, I love you tonight. God, I thank you, Lord, for the testimony of Sister Lord Kano. I pray, O oh Lord, today, God, for every song that is sung that has, Lord, brought us to this moment of time. I pray, God, that you're able to take a hot coal off your altar and lay it to my lips. I pray, O oh Lord, tonight, help me, God, to sound, Lord Jesus, to call. God, for missions, O oh Lord, both here and abroad. God, for souls, both here and abroad. God, for giving, both here and abroad. I pray, O oh Lord, today, God, help us to hear the heartbeat of heaven. Help us to hear the heartbeat of God, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, in this service, and I will not fail to thank you, Lord, and appreciate you for it. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ that I pray, and the church say amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. You may be seated. As the story goes here this evening, there are two disciples of the Lord. There is a lot of, there is a lot of uh, somewhat of a bit of chaos that has happened after uh, the crucifixion of the Lord and laying him in the grave. There has already been witnesses of Mary Magdalene and others that have went to the tomb and went inside and have witnessed that there is no body there. Some of the disciples have already ran to the tomb. Some have stayed on the exterior uh, just seeing what they could see. Some, like Peter, have went on in to see even the napkin to be wrapped together by itself in its place. And so these two disciples of the Lord are on their way to Emmaus. They're making their traveling from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And as they go, they can't but just speak about the events of their day, of what has just happened. The crucifixion of their Lord. Uh, the stories of there being uh, an empty tomb. And here it is the third day. They are somewhat overwhelmed with all the events that have taken place. And the Bible says as they talk about these things among themselves as they travel. That Christ came alongside them. And he begins to talk with them. The Bible says they did not recognize him. Whenever he joined their company. They did not recognize him whenever he joined in their conversation. Although he was walking with them and although he was talking with them. And the Bible even says that he expounded to them all things concerning himself. From Moses and the prophets throughout the scriptures. He was just hitting the tops of the trees about how all these things relate to Jesus Christ when he was Jesus Christ standing right before them but still these two disciples of on their way to Emmaus did not pick up on who they were talking to who they were seeing who they were hearing of this particular man Jesus it was said through the Bible that he taught as one with authority but these two disciples did not recognize him in this moment it's said of this man that there never a man spake like this man. And yet he still remains unknown to these two disciples along the road. They heard his voice and the Bible tells us that his sheep hear his voice and they know his voice. But these two are none the wiser 
about who this mystery person is that is traveling with them, walking with them, and talking with them. They saw his walk, no doubt, as they are traveling alone. Amen. The walk that they had followed many times as disciples. They knew from following him before they knew the manner of his walk. It should have been known to them, but in this case of him accompanying them to Emmaus, they do not know him. And so as they come to the village of Emmaus, the Bible says that Jesus made as though he would have went a little further but these two disciples not knowing him yet they constrained him to stay with them and the Bible says they sat down because the evening the, the, had already been far spent and they sat down at a table and they sat at meat and the Bible says that Jesus took bread and he blessed it and break it and gave it and then boom out of nowhere the Bible says they knew him they heard his voice, but they didn't know him. They seen his walk, and they didn't know him. They heard him teach and expound the scriptures, and they didn't know him. But they knew him the moment that he blessed the bread, break the bread, and gave the bread. Because more distinct than his words that he spoke was the blessing and the breaking and the giving that he did. More unveiling than the gate that was in his walk or the tone that was in his voice or the awareness of the manner, amen, of his way was his blessing and his breaking and more importantly, his giving. It's with good reason tonight that these two did not notice his voice and they did not notice his walk and they did not notice his teaching because the Bible tells us in verse 16 why they did not notice these things. It says their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Their eyes were holding. That word basically means their eyes were restrained or their eyes were retained in this moment because Jesus didn't want them to know him in this moment by his voice. He didn't want them to know him in this moment, amen, by his walk or his profound teaching. He wanted them to know him in this moment according to his giving. Someone say amen. For God so loved the world that he Dave, there are times in our lives and even through our lives that God wants to be known by no other means than by giving. He doesn't want necessarily the world to know us just by our talk or by our walk or by our teaching and our preaching. There are times that God wants his people to be known to the world by their giving. Someone say amen. They heard his voice. They saw him walk. They heard him expound the scriptures as he had often done. But they didn't know him until he blessed it and broke it and gave it. And the Bible says whenever that happened, their eyes were opened. No longer restrained. No longer retained. They knew him. They didn't know him by any of the other things. They knew him in the breaking of the bread. Because the breaking, listen to me, because the breaking is what connects the blessing to the giving. He blessed it. He broke it. And he gave it. 
They knew him in the breaking because it's the breaking that connects the blessing to the giving. Someone say amen. As a matter of fact, that word break there means it has some equivalent constructs to it that mean in that word break, it's not just the breaking. It means the breaking for the purpose of distributing among. It means the breaking and the distribution. And so they knew him in the breaking of bread because the word just didn't connote, amen, the breaking of it, but also the distributing. The distributing of it. See, the order is quite simple. Bless Break, give. Constantly in the New Testament, we see Christ is blessing what he breaks and breaking what he gives. Someone say amen. Constantly throughout the scripture, we see in Matthew chapter number 14, the Bible records the story on a certain day that Jesus is with his disciples and there is a multitude of people. There are a multitude of people and they are in need of food. Jesus has compassion upon them because they are in need of sustenance. They are in need of something for their bodies. He asks his disciples, what, what do we have for the purpose of feeding this multitude of people? The disciples say, well, Lord, we have five loaves and we have two fishes. And the Bible says he took the five loaves. And what does he do? He blesses it, he breaks it, and he gives it. And whenever the day was finished, the Bible says 5,000 men besides women and children, amen, all received because someone blessed and someone broke and someone gave. But the story goes just a little bit further because when everybody had had their fill and everybody was fed, the Bible says they took up 12 baskets of fragments. Amen. According to verse 19, it was blessed and it was broken and it was gave. But according to verse number 20 now, they were capable of gathering somebody hearing me tonight sometimes we get a little bit apprehensive because I gotta bless this break it and give it but we forget about the gathering part you'll never give without there being a gathering someone say amen they gathered it. And finally, then in verse number 22, the Bible states these words. And then Jesus told his disciples to get into a ship because they were going to another place for another purpose. And so here's the pattern. You bless it, you break it, you give it, you gather it, and then you go on. Honey, we can't stop here. We can't stop at where we gave before. We can't stop at the sacrifice of where we've been before. We gotta bless it. We gotta break it. We gotta give it. We got to gather it and we got to go on. So it's amen. Amen. The Bible says in the very next chapter, Matthew chapter 15, again, similar scenario. We have people that are here, people that are hungry. Again, compassion overtakes the Savior. Compassion overtakes the Lord. What do we have, disciples? Man, this sounded similar to them, in it? What do we have, disciples? They say we have seven loaves and a few little fishes. Everybody say little. We have, a, we have seven loaves and a few little fishes. Fishes. <laughs> and the Bible says the Lord took it. Here's where I need to talk to everybody that says, well, I don't have much to give. Because there was just a few little fishes. Minnows for all that matter. Few little fishes. But whenever God took it 
and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it. The Bible says 4,000 men beside women and children were fed as a result of it. I'm telling you tonight, if you got $1 to put on a card, if you'll bless it and break it and give it, there'll still be a time of gathering because there were seven baskets that were gathered even after that because somebody blessed, somebody broke, and somebody gave. And then again the scripture says they went on. Someone say amen. We're all, we're all on this same team. Huh? We're all on this same team. It's not just the fact that there were 5,000 men beside women and children that were fed. It's not just the fact that there were 4,000 men beside women and children fed. But it's also gleaning the fact that although their giving affected that much, their gathering impacted them. But their gathering happened because they gave. Someone say Amen. In Matthew 26 and 26, the Bible states these words. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread. See, there must be a memory of things that started flooding those two boys from Emmaus as they were sitting there down to the table for me. Whenever they seen him bless and seen him break and seen him give there must have been the story of the 5,000 they may have been there could have been the instance of the 4,000 coming back to their mind but there's something else it's this moment in Matthew 26 26 as they were eating Jesus eating his Passover meal with his disciples last meal he would share with them uh, come to be known as the Lord's Supper the last supper that he would share with them on the earth he's sitting down there and the Bible says that Jesus once again he's taking bread and he blessed it and he breaks it and he gives it to his disciples and he says take eat this is my body one of the last things that he would place on their mind was his giving one of the last things he would place in their heart before he would depart from them was his giving and they had been at this game long enough they knew the pattern he blesses it he breaks it and he gives it but what about the gathering this is my body that's broken for you. And he gives it to them. Perhaps those boys headed to Emmaus were a little bit fretful. Maybe they were a little anxious because they felt like the pattern was broken. He, he blessed, he broke, and he gave. But what about the gathering? What about the gathering? This is the third day. What about the gathering? This is the third day. But folks, where is the gathering at, Lord? What's going on right here? But wait, what is this that I see as I sit down with this mysterious man that I don't recognize his talk and I don't recognize his walk and I don't recognize his teaching? What's going on? All of a sudden, he's blessing and he's breaking and he's giving. Amen. Don't miss the giving for the gathering. So and hear me. Don't miss the giving, the, 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 the giving portion because we're too focused on the gathering portion. Bible says in Matthew 25 that or Luke 6 rather, first. The Lord says, if you love them that love you, he said, sinners do the same. 
He says, if you do good to them that do good to you, he said, sinners do the same. He said, look at the wording now. He says, if you lend to them and hope to receive in return, he said, sinners do the same. But a little further down, I think it may be even verse number 35. He says, but if you lend, hoping for nothing again. If you lend, hoping for nothing in return. See, what happens when you have that type of attitude, lending turns to giving. You lend, you expect a return. But if you lend expecting no return, that's not really lending. That's giving. He says, but if you lend with no expectation for return, he says, your reward shall be great. There'll be a gathering. Why? Because when you bless and you break and you give, there will be a gathering. So it's amen. There will be a gathering. It's simply, simply this, the law of returns. Verse 38 then says this, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all it shall be measured to you again. Hallelujah. We rise above, amen, society and we rise above the rest of the world whenever we are for something with nothing amen no preconceived idea of getting anything in return that's called giving that's called giving so the man's voice might have been tripped up a little bit because where's the gathering God but don't you get tripped over that and forget about the giving portion he said the gathering came on the third day for a broken body it was resurrected the gathering came on the day of Pentecost when gathered together in the upper room were 120 that began to pray and whenever it was all said and done 3,120 souls were set fed the 5,000 of the Matthew the 4,000 of Matthew but when we get to Acts since the Lord blessed his body broke his body gave his body there's a gathering people are fed but the disciples ain't left out either that were gathered at that first giving nothing was lost and you know what and he went on and it went on and the multitudes increased in number chapter after chapter in the book of Acts because it went on See, giving does a couple of things. Giving does a couple of things. Number one, it causes us to act like God. And it causes us to minister to God. Now, Matthew 25. Jesus is speaking to a group of people. I'm just going to use the wording gave for our purposes tonight. As you look through there, Matthew 25, you can start in verse 35 and look at your Bibles. Jesus said, whenever I was hungered, you gave me meat. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was a stranger, you gave me a place to stay. When I was naked, you gave me clothes to wear. When I was sick and when I was in prison, you gave me attention 
And the voice of those that heard this basically asked the Lord, When did we give all these things, Lord? And he said basically this, When you've done it, or if I may, When you've given to the least of these, You've given. You've given unto me. And so whenever we give, we're acting like our Lord that blessed and broke and gave. But when we give, we are also ministering unto him. Whenever you send a little check through this church, amen, to Ireland. Or whenever you send it, amen, over to another country of Norway or Taiwan. Whenever you do that, whenever you put that little $5 or whatever it is in the envelope and it passes through this church, you've given to the Lord. You might be putting clothes on his back or food in his mouth. You've given and in that moment, you're acting like him. And you're ministering unto him. Someone say amen. But the flip side of the coin is just as much true. When I was hungry, you didn't give me anything to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. Whenever I was a stranger, you didn't give me a place to stay. When I was naked, you, you didn't give me any clothes. When I was sick and in prison, you didn't give me any attention. And likewise, they said, well, when, Lord? He said, well, when you don't give unto the least of these, you haven't given unto me. The scripture says the sad story is they were greatly judged because they failed or even maybe more closely to the reality they refused to give and so they squander their life of being like him or ministering to him because they didn't give remember brother mason you can come i'm just a little bit after my 20 minutes but i remember there are there are some constructs of that word break in scripture that are equivalent to meaning to break and distribute among. Meaning the breaking indicates the, distrib the distribution. Other times in the Old Testament, and you can stand with me tonight. Other times in the Old Testament, when the Bible speaks of God breaking the staff, it's called the staff of bread, because just like anything, you know, what's a real staff in real human life? It's something that supports you, right? Something that you lean on. At other times in the Old Testament where the Bible speaks of God breaking the staff of bread and there wasn't any distribution and there wasn't any blessing and there wasn't any given, giving, it wasn't for the good. That staff of bread that supported all life, both ours and others, if the bread was broken without being blessed and it was broken without any intention of giving, this was the result. Scarcity and famine in the land. Because what makes the broken bread blessed bread is when it's given bread. For that matter, since it's the support system of life, 
That's how our money serves us today. And the way that you say, well, let me get, I got the broke part down. <laughs> but understanding the breaking for the purpose of distributing what makes your broke monetary goods, blessed monetary goods, is when they become given monetary goods. And so my advice to you for this service, for your life, is take that what you got, bless it, break it, give it. And somewhere down the road, there'll be, maybe instantaneously, maybe later, there'll be a gathering, but you got to go on. You got to go on. Tonight we have up here all the missionaries of the assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ. All the missionaries of the Lord Jesus Christ. The purpose of this service tonight overall is to get new support. New support. What that means is this. If you already give to world missions here at the church, let's say you give already $50 to world missions. I don't need you to write your $50 down on this card. What I need you to do is consider increasing that. And whatever it is you increase it by, if it's $5 or $10, whatever it is you increase it by, that's what you write down on this card. And what it is is this. It is a year commitment. The fiscal year for the assembly starts in April and it ends in, it ends in March. That's the fiscal year. They want you to keep a yearly commitment so that if you come up here and you say, well, you know what? I want to support, I'm going to support the Covey family. And it tells you where they're from or what, what, what country they're serving in, Bulgaria. You say, I want to support them. And it's in addition to something you have. Put down your five additional dollars that you're going to start giving in April towards missions. And do that for a year. Or if you've never given to world missions in your life. This is about new support. You write down on that card, you know, I've never given to missions, but I think I'd like to give $10 a month somewhere. Or maybe you want to give 10, but you want to give it to two different places, five here and five there. You can do that. But what you got to do on these cards, you pick someone you want or more than one person. You write down, you either circle the already, they have standard amounts there of 10, 25, and 50, and then they have other where you can write it and you say, I can only afford $1 a month. Give $1. Give $1. You heard her. Seemed like a little thing, but look at the impact. A Bible that was discarded by a missionary, by, by someone who a missionary gave it to. So if you knew support and you can only put down a, a dollar, let's see, for the Edmonds family to Taiwan, if you can only give them a dollar every month for a year, from April till next March, just, and all the offerings come right here to this church. You'll give it still. You'll write out your check, the first, first apostolic church, and we'll make sure according to this bottom portion, because it's perforated, Right there. You see that? It's perforated. We'll know right there where your money is supposed to go. Your new support is supposed to go. Or your increased support. We'll know where it's supposed to go. And we'll fill out the proper paperwork in order for that to happen. And what this does for us as a church is this. It raises our giving. But when you bless and you break and you give. You're going to gather. You're going to gather. 
And so, so this is what it is here. All of these different names are up here. And i got to get this in the right spot that I took it from. But all these names up here, many of these represent different countries. Let me tell you, you are not, you are not going to be throwing away money to give to any of these uh, uh, families or any of these countries. I'm going to have Brother, Brother James Malone, Sister Sheila's up here. If some people haven't really understood what I just spoke to you, you can ask them questions. We went through it thoroughly in the back with the leadership so they know what I just expressed to you. Amen. But what we want tonight is for somebody to give it would be great as a result of this night all across the churches in the United States it would be great as a result of this night we wouldn't have to have any missionaries coming home in the next year because of the giving that took place on this night that those pastors could stay in their church as I said before could you imagine me leaving for two years could you imagine me leaving for two years because I had to go raise support to come back two years later then to pastor again. I guarantee you, listen to pastor, I guarantee you, those folks almost have to rebuild some of their works. Are you hearing me? It's like starting all over again for some of them because they've been gone for two years. And sad to say it, when the shepherd's away, the sheep play. But wouldn't it be great, Brother Alex Mason, that for the next year none of them have to come home and they can stay right there in their field of work. And maybe they'll see more growth in this year than what they've ever seen because they've not had to move somewhere else. That can happen and you can be a part of it tonight in Jesus' name. We want you to fill these out tonight. We're going to play. We want you to fill these out tonight. Turn them in tonight. That is our preference. Amen. From, from headquarters. That's the preference this evening because we got some uh, business we got to take care of with this. And they're wanting to know uh, very quickly in the next week about where they are. Amen. So they can give word back to those missionaries that are in their country. Hey, don't worry about your budget this year. Huh? Don't worry about coming home this year. Go on and build another Bible school. Go on to make another orphanage for the refugees. Go on and distribute another Bible for a Masakino. Hallelujah. Brother and sister Sheila McGee, Brother Malone, if you come up here, amen, I implore thee, please take this. Brother McGee, I'm already given my maximum. Can you spare a dollar? Can you spare it? For that matter, can you spare five dollars? Have you ever been out to eat once in a month's time? You've probably spent at least $5. At least $5. Amen. Bless it tonight. Bless it. Break it. Give it. Gather it. And go on. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray right now. Father, I pray, Lord, in your name. God, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus, in this place. I felt your fingerprints, Lord, upon this service through every song. God, the testimony, Lord, in the ministry of your word. But now. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.